Hello, welcome to the One Scripted Podcast. I'm your host for today, Sebastian Salvador. And I want to talk about my fascination with social media and information technologies. I guess I will talk about how all my friends got Facebook before I did in elementary. My elementary classmates had it and they were all able to, you know, communicate with each other. I was that kid that, you know, didn't connect as, as much with the other kids. Today, I'm glad that my parents were sort of strict on that internet usage, and I believe we're all familiar how Facebook and Instagram track our habits and usage. We tend to attract ourselves to social media and these companies can't see that. They collect all kinds of data so we can prioritize which posts are shown to keep us interested. So there has been some effects on social media like depression or negative effects, and I limit myself to one or two platforms. As I'm continuing along with life, I notice these patterns more and more. I have felt more disconnected, which is why I have a guest today on the show, which will help me dive deep into this topic. Let me just say hello and welcome to the podcast. Thanks. It's a, it's a real pleasure to be here. So if you can just introduce yourself and tell us exactly what uh, you do. Yeah, uh, my name is Brandy Payne, and I'm a workplace mental health specialist, uh, which means that I uh, work with work, uh, teams to help beat stress and burnout so that they're mentally healthy, happier, more resilient, and better able to do their jobs no matter what happens. So let me just ask you one personal question. Just, yeah. How are you feeling? You know, that is a great question, and it's a, an interesting one insofar as, like, I find that the answer to that has changed a lot mm. since mid-March. Um, and the answers that I hear from people when I ask that question have changed a lot. Today, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, a little bit of stress because I uh, mm-hmm. have two small kids, and we had a lot of together time this weekend, and we had a lot of fun times, too. Um, but, you know, it was a nice, relaxing weekend, so overall feeling pretty good. So if you'd asked me that question two days ago, I would have told you I was feeling really tired oh. and looking forward to the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we're doing this today then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, so let's let's move on a bit. So I obviously have a lot of questions or some questions on social media and sort of its effects on our mental health and, and sometimes in the workplace. And so I kind of want to explore these topics so that leads to my first question in our emails together you and this caught my eye you mentioned the wormhole of social media may you briefly describe this wormhole yeah and i think it's um something that anyone who has a social media account can identify with it's like sometimes you just pop over onto your social you know whatever platform is your favorite um and before you know it like a half hour has passed you've just been like maybe you're doom scrolling or maybe you've just been looking at all of the dog memes speaking personally um but you just find that you've ended up spending a lot more time than you ended up spending there and you kind of like look up and you're like where did the time go which can be really challenging especially these days when we have so much on our plate and so many different pressures of of what to do um and then all of a sudden we've just lost all of this time that we hadn't intended to spend because you know the cute dog video popped up and then you clicked on the thing and then there was a headline that looked good and so you just kind of keep clicking through and clicking through and clicking through 
And the challenge is that social media is designed to be like that. It's designed to keep you on the platform, keep you hooked, keep you engaged so that you scroll past, you know, the advertisers ads and yeah. you get that like little imprint on your subconscious of it, even though you scroll past it because you knew it was an ad, yeah. um, you still saw that, that company's name. And so that, you know, they've still kind of had that subconscious imprint. Um, but then it, it's not necessarily something that we're, we're choosing to spend our time on it. And that can wind up having um, a really damaging impact on us, especially, you know, if it was stuff that we were reading that actually didn't make us feel better about ourselves or the state of the world, mm -hmm. or was about the stuff that we could um, have any impact on. Yeah. I understand that you have a lot of um, experience, especially helping with teams um, deal with sort of this stress out with a lot of social media. Has social media, affected the workplace negatively or do you have any, any other opinions besides that work towards you know, social media that's a great question i think it's really easy for us to just say things like social media is bad and leave it at that but yeah. i think it's actually really irresponsible to say stuff like that mm -hmm. because i think there's been a lot of benefits to come from social media as well as some some harms and i think it you know kind of falls into the category of individual results may vary um, yeah. So for some people, um, social media can really drive up their anxiety or feelings of anxiety and worry. For other people, it can really um, impact their their sense of personal well-being. You know, we see all these curated photos and curated stories of what people want to present, and so we're kind of start comparing our insides to someone else's outsides. Of course, we don't. So often on social media, we don't see the hard times that people are having. We don't see their struggles. And so we maybe then start to think that we're alone with some of the feelings that we have. And that can be really negative. Right. Um, another way that it can have a negative impact is, you know, again, that wormhole piece where, you know, you just kind of pop over quickly or you get a notification. <laughs> so you check it out. And then before you know it, you've spent all of this time. But I would also argue that the internet generally has this impact on us. And so, you know, much like anything, social media and the internet and email, these are all tools, you know, our cell phones. They're things that we can decide how we use them in our lives and the role that they play in our lives. And I find so often the challenges come, it's when we're not conscious of how we're using the tool or when we let the mm -hmm. tool control us or like make the decisions for us without having that kind of um, conscious thought through what it is we want to do or noticing our patterns and our habits. Um, a personal example is, you know, when um, coronavirus first started uh, in, in here in Alberta, I, <laughs> I obsessively checked <laughs> <laughs> the, the the daily uh, news briefings and scroll through everything I could see, read all of the articles that I found on on Facebook. I'm in my 40s, so I'm on Facebook. Right. Um, and uh, and so, but it was really, it wasn't helping me. It wasn't mm. giving me any information that was helping me make decisions for myself or my family. And it was making me feel more stress and more anxiety. And so when I noticed that connection and noticed how that how I was feeling about that, that's when I decided to, you know, I created my circle of, uh, you know, meme sources that I would check every day and, mm. you know, um, switching more to the, the positive side of social media and finding those connections with, with um, people in my life as opposed to just doom scrolling through, you know, headlines that terrified me. Well said, actually. 
<laughs> and you mentioned a lot about the COVID-19 pandemic and I sort of, I, I guess, especially as of today, right? And I sort of want to focus on that. Uh, the pandemic sort of has merged sort of our private space and our workspace together. Do you think COVID-19 through social media, do you think that has been amplified? Because there's been a lot of studies about, um, how do I say it? higher reports or higher um, cases of depression and a lot of mental illnesses yeah. because uh, during this pandemic. Think- I, I think that the pandemic in a lot of ways has uncovered stuff that was already there. Yeah. And it's really um, applied a, a new level of pressure to challenges we were already facing as a society. Um, you know, like when I think back to this time last year, you know, November 2019, um, we didn't have, well, like, I mean, it was like just first cases coming, <laughs> uh, like first reports of cases. Like I, you know, back when we still were like, maybe it'll be like H1N1, um, <laughs> you know, or <laughs> some of the other pandemics yeah. that kind of fizzled out before they became anything this serious. Yeah. Um, and, but when we look at back at that time, I think that, you know, mental health challenges were still there. Um, social media still played a similar role in our lives. The difference was that we had a lot more social supports available to us. We mm-hmm. had a lot more interpersonal supports available to us. Um, most of us left our houses a lot more than we do now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also <laughs> being able to go and connect with people when when we were feeling down or when we were struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the the challenges I think that's really come out of the pandemic is the fact that we have to restrict our interactions with other people. Um, and that's really challenging for our mental health because, right. you know, humans, we're social animals. We are, we survived this long as a species because we work well in groups, because we connect well with others. Um, and we're driven uh, on like a evolutionary, like chemical base level. Yeah. Uh, our our brains need to connect with other people. Our, like we need to have those, those conversations and to feel like we're part of a group and that we're supported in that group. Um, and so by having less interactions with other people, that's really damaging for our mental health. Right. Um, and that's where like trying to have those connections with others is really important. I think another way in which um, it's been challenging for mental health is really just that kind of merge of, of work or school life yeah. and home life. You know, for so long, those were separate spheres for so many of us. Mm-hmm. We would leave the house to go to campus or to the office, mm-hmm. whereas now we leave one part of our home to come to another part to do our schoolwork <laughs> yeah. or our work or, you know, like, and so it's, we don't have that physical sense of separation to the same degree as we used to. And by having that physical separation, that like the act of commuting, as annoying as it is, because I mean, I'll be honest, I hate commuting, um, <laughs> but it per- creates a really great mental barrier for us. Um, and that's why one of the things that we can do to help support our mental health in this time is to create like those um, starting and ending rituals for um, our time, whether it's studying or uh, our classwork. Um, or, or, you know, if you, if you work in the workforce, right. having something like going for a walk around the block before you start your day or as you're ending your day yes. or, you know, shutting down your computer in the evening and 
booting it up in the morning or putting on a special pair of slippers when it's school time. That kind of stuff, like those kind of rituals actually are really great to create that um, separation in our, our minds between this is home time, this is work time. Yeah. Um, because if we don't do that, then what ends up happening is especially given the way that our, our culture is and the way that, you know, there's so much work to be done. We are driven to, to do more, whether it's in our schoolwork or, or otherwise. And so then it starts to kind of bleed into our personal lives more and we don't have that same amount of downtime, which then has um, a further challenge of impacting our mental health because we feel like we're always on and we feel like we're not getting a break, which then also um, makes it harder for our mental bandwidth. Right. So then we're, you know, not getting that break from, from the work that we need to do. And then we're less able to be productive and um, our best selves uh, when we are, you know, on for work. And so then it just kind of has this cascading impact on our mental health. Unfortunately, well, well, I, think- well, I wish I could have had a, more opportunities to sort of explore that. I believe that is all we have time for. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's uh, my pleasure. Thank yeah. you for having me. Uh, just one more thing. Is there anything else you want to say on the show or anything you want to shout out? Um, you know, I just want to take a moment to encourage everyone, if they're having a hard time, know that you're not alone. Um, right. And there's lots of uh, supports and resources out there, um, especially uh, on campus health services. There's a lot of really great stuff there. And so, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting support. And you know, ultimately, it's uh, it can make a really positive impact on you. I hope you have a wonderful night. Thank you. Well, that is all for today. I hope we have found something that we can all sort of think about, sort of be aware of during our everyday lives. Honestly, I hoped everyone, and I hope everyone today at least sort of enjoyed their time watching this podcast. Uh, thank you for watching. This was your host, Sebastian Salvador. If you like what you heard throughout this whole podcast, this song is called Paris and is an elite athlete remix by Lasers. L-A-S-E-R-S, those are the artists. It is from their Lasers EP. And honestly, thank you for listening. And I hope you had a great day.